0: Welcome to From Courage to Confidence, where I invite you to step into a more confident life by living courageously. I'm your host, Brittany, and for the last nine years, I was serving in the U.S. Navy. After a career upset that completely derailed my life's plans, I found my way into entrepreneurship. Now I help female business owners create passive income streams by empowering them to create digital courses, and I'm known as the Course Creation Coach. After learning to embrace the cowgirl country, the New England bougie, and the salt of the earth grit that makes me who I am, I'm on a mission to help you live more authentically and feel more confident being who you are. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of From Courage to Confidence. I'm your host, Brittany, and today I want to kick things off by sharing a story with you. But before I do, I just want to preface this by saying I'm getting real vulnerable here and you know sometimes i think it's only difficult to speak your truth when someone's listening to you right in that moment but after recording this episode i have to say it can be difficult to speak your truth to an empty room with nothing but you in the microphone too so the story that i want to share is about this part of me that for many years i completely repressed i felt lost about it i kind of just ignored Um, my family's from new england and I was raised Roman Catholic, and I jokingly, but not so jokingly, say that I'm a pretty bad Catholic, since the whole Jesus thing just doesn't really work for me. For many, many years, I did try to make it work. I attended church. I read the Bible. I learned my prayers, because I lived in a world where it was just kind of assumed that we were all Christian, specifically Catholic, and certain things were expected to happen. God was the reason for those things. You prayed to God. You thanked God. You connected with God. But every single time that I went to church and I listened to these stories or I had friends who were just devoutly Christian and they credited Jesus and God for their successes, well, I just kind of felt empty. I mean, how could this whole God and Jesus thing work for everyone around me, but not work for me at all. And what did that mean for me if God and Jesus weren't showing up in my life and they weren't connecting with me? Was I just kind of spiritually stupid? Was I cursed? I mean, I know I wasn't cursed because if I was cursed, then it was a pretty good hookup, Uh, you know, being surrounded by loved ones, being blessed with a healthy body. But anyways, this whole not feeling the presence of God thing, it really kind of concerned me for a while. And in high school, I wrote a poem called I Believe in the Universe, which ugh, cringe because in recording this, I went back and I pulled it up and I was not a phenomenal poet back in high school. But this poem was sort of like my version of the Apostles Creed, which if you're not Christian is basically a litany of all of the things that Christians believe in. So I wrote my own litany of all the things that made sense to me and that I felt in my heart, which is as close to belief as I could really get. And basically what it came down to was that I believe in a higher power that I call the universe. I believe that it looks after us and it guides us kind of like the way that a a mother would guide a baby that was learning how to walk. So it wasn't that I was godless or forsaken I just didn't resonate with calling that God and ascribing my beliefs to all of the stories that come from the Bible that go along with Christianity. But I did resonate with some higher maternal power. So remember that fact because it is going to come up later in our episode too. So I share this story because since I kind of came to terms with this whole resonance with feminine energy and a feminine spirituality, I have felt way more comfortable and confident speaking up and standing out. And this podcast is all about confidence. So I share this to tell you that one of the things that has really helped me feel more confident was really connecting with that internal feminine energy. (laughs) That sounds super woo and I am anything but, or am I? I don't know. Spiritual crisis aside, I think that sometimes we do have to dig deeper than the science and the logic and the rational to really connect with our power. This week's win of the week is a shout out to another beautiful soul who actually does work in the Christian faith based space. Chelsea Stanfell is a graphic designer, a really good one, who's recently shifted gears and stepped into her power as a coach for introverts, empaths, and highly sensitive entrepreneurs. Specifically, I want to give Chelsea a shout out because she recently had a call with a potential client and in the midst of the call, she could feel that she was just losing the conversation. The prospective client was hesitant and Chelsea realized that she was rapidly approaching this kind of lose it or use it point in her sales discussion. And now I have to point out that in the last month, I've seen this woman do some incredible self-discovery and completely change her outlook on her business. And I've seen the impact of that work manifest itself in confidence and renewed energy in her business. So what did Chelsea do? Well, she leaned in and she spoke confidently about her ability to fulfill the client's needs. Boom, booked the client. So bravo to you, Chelsea. I hope you two have a lovely time working together. Now what's really cool about this whole step into your power thing is that no matter what you believe, where you get that power, whether it's the Christian God or the Muslim Allah, or it's a nondescript metaphor called the universe, or even if you follow the practices of the Buddha, you can dive deep into your energetic self and you can channel that energy into something incredibly sexy. Yeah, it's called confidence. Today's guest is a good friend, she's a colleague, and she's a former client of mine who, if she knows anything, knows how to dive deep into that energy and find balance. Julie Blamfin is a pelvic floor yoga pro, and she helps women master their relationship with their pelvic floor through yoga practice. A native of Western New York, Julie's background was in gymnastics and yoga, and she's been practicing for her whole life. Her digital course, Celebrate the Pelvic Floor, has helped countless women navigate the discomfort, embarrassment, and confusion that comes with pelvic floor dysfunction. Hey, welcome to another episode of From Courage to Confidence. Today, I have Julie Blamfin on as a guest. Julie is a good friend of mine, colleague, and client. And her program so unique. So Julie helps women master their pelvic floor, master their relationship with their pelvic floor, master their relationships with others through their pelvic floor. I absolutely love it. Julie started off living in Western New York. She's a gymnast and got into yoga later on and I we're going to have to go into your background, Julie, because I am just in love with your energy and I know that that comes from from early on in life. So Right now, Julie helps women with her digital course, uh, Celebrate the public Floor, and she also teaches yoga. Welcome, 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 Julie, to the show. Thank
1: you, Brittany. I'm so happy to be here. Yes.
0: So tell me a little bit about what you do with the whole digital course, yoga. Just, just give us a brief overview of kind of how you help uh, women kind of master that aspect of their lives.
1: So I help women rediscover uh, their pelvic floor through balance, positivity, and joy. Yes, yoga is a big part of this. Laughter is a big part of this. Sharing our story is a big part of Celebrate the Pelvic Floor. It has been just an amazing ride with these wonderful, beautiful, vulnerable women sharing with me and having the courage to heal and uh strengthen and stabilize and stretch and all of the above it's just it's just been amazing I can't wait for what's to come
0: so you, you said the word vulnerable which I think really is the theme of the topic today right is it's about the the nature of the work that you do is something that's very intimate it's very personable personal um how did you get into t- to finding your niche in this kind of realm?
1: Yeah, so you mentioned um, I grew up in Western New York. My mom had a school of gymnastics and I was a gymnast and a yogi. I've been practicing yoga ever since I was practicing gymnastics because gymnastics comes from yoga. So um, I started teaching at a very young age as well, gymnastics and yoga, and then uh, was certified as a yogi in 2008, 2009, started my first business, but very soon, after I started my first business in 2009, I started teaching private practice. And then within just a few short years, my mother and I collaborated, she has pelvic floor dysfunction and she's been maintaining and rocking and rolling uh, ever since she's never had surgeries. She is just uh, a queen. And she's my co-founder of Celebrate the Pelvic Floor. She's my inspiration. She is part of my story, obviously. and so we collaborated, and then following her uh, diagnosis, I started just somehow the universe was sending me women to practice private yoga. And on my intake form, of course, that check, that, that box was checked that said um, core and pelvic floor instability, and I just started recognizing the amount of women who struggle with pelvic floor dysfunction. It is staggering. The amount of women who who are not only just struggling with pelvic floor dysfunction, but who might have lack of awareness, um, who might not even know that they have a pelvic floor, let alone where it is, what it does, and why it does what it does. Um, so it, it, you know, as much as I love teaching private practice, I thought, you know, damn, I need to have an online course. I need to just shout this from the rooftops. I need to uh, start a Facebook group, which, which I've done, which has been so fun. Um, because there are so many women that are ready to heal, ready to share their story, um, about their pelvic floor journey, physically, mentally, emotionally, energetically. There's just so much that we can talk about and we can work on and we can heal. It's really exciting stuff.
0: I love the fact that you, like your mom plays such an important role in the business. I I personally am close to my mother. We definitely had our disagreements when I was growing up. But once I kind of hit my stride as a adult woman, um, we really became close again. And she has been a huge part of pretty much everything I do. So I, I can definitely resonate with, with that. And I, I love that just because the the theme, I mean, there's definitely like this, like female, um, what's the, what's the way I'm trying to say this. Like there's definitely like this female kind of connection with the public floor, especially. And the fact that, that your mother, you know, was really the the kickoff for this. I just feel like that's so symbolic. It's very, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you talk about seeing the, the, the intake form and just seeing the amount of women that came across and, and may have checked that box. And I imagine that it was, it was probably not something that they really came to you saying, Hey, Julie, I have issues with my pelvic floor. It probably was something else that, that got them interested. And then you kind of caught that, um, what does that conversation look like when you kind of introduce someone into this concept of the pelvic floor and and being hey this might be the reason why you know it hurts when you have sex or you leak when you laugh or or, any of those uh, those other kind of like phrases like what does that conversation look like for you
1: yeah that's great question and you know when I did start recognizing, you're right. I mean, women were just coming because they wanted to strengthen their arms or they wanted to uh, get rid of their back pain or or headaches or what have you. So once it starts to reveal itself that I have to, you know have a deeper conversation and or ask some more personal questions, that's just what we do. I mean, basically it's anatomy. It's uh, an area of the body, just like any other area of the body. And I am just legit straight up. It is all about candor and trust and truth. If you're coming to me, we're gonna talk about it. We are gonna go there. We are absolutely gonna talk about whatever it is you wish to talk about. Of course, if you don't wish to talk about these things, then that's okay. Um, I have to be sensitive, of course to where we are when we're there. So, you know, I just started recognizing the amount of women who are struggling with pelvic floor dysfunction. So then started doing research, then started getting more uh, education and certification. And, you know, during research, I was seeing that one in three women struggle with pelvic floor dysfunction. And I'm like, what? No, it's way more than that. Because The majority of us aren't even talking about it. So that's when the light bulb moment happened for me is that, you know, even if somebody does come to me for pelvic floor dysfunction, getting some of this information out of some of these women is like pulling teeth. And I get it, you know, because of the topic, because there's shame surrounding it, because we're embarrassed. We don't want to admit that we wear, uh, um, you know, panty liners at 50. We don't want to admit that we've stopped going to the gym because we leak when we use dumbbells or go to Zumba. You know, we don't want to say these things that we've stopped maybe trying to have orgasms because it hurts or we're, you know, not feeling um, any lubrication in in the vulva and the vagina. I mean, that's not stuff that we want to admit. So I'm thinking to myself, you know, this was a couple years ago. I'm like, shit, if this statistic out there on these legit websites are saying one in three, it's got to be so much more than that. And Mm -hmm. still, the statistics are pretty low. Um, But. Now that I'm really encouraging this conversation, now that others are you know, really uh, shouting it from the rooftops, like there's a lot of women's pelvic health resources out there. And the more uh, we talk about this, the better. Um, I think that this is how we can um, demand change. In our medical community, I think uh, that this is how we can feel empowered to have the conversation with our sisters, our besties, our neighbors, our partners, our doctors, um, and with self. Um, so the more we chat about this and normalize this, uh, the more healing that is apt to come. And that is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Not just my mom. You know, that's she's not just my only reason. Um, there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of us out there, so
0: let's do it. I want to, in the, in the spirit of sharing your story, I want to kind of share a quick story about how Julie helped me recently. Um, I had a, a procedure that I needed to go through and um, it was a, a reproductive procedure and I went to the doctor and that day I was freaking out. I was very stressed. Um, I was very nervous about the procedure, was very uncomfortable about it. And Julie and I were texting back and forth as I'm sitting in this waiting room. And unfortunately the doctor was running late. So I had plenty of time to sit in that waiting room and stress about the procedure. And so I went in and, um, I'm sitting there, I'm texting Julie and she sends me this recording that she had done a meditation and it was a breathing meditation. And Now, if you had told me maybe two or three years ago, I'm a very sciencey, evidence-based person. If you had told me that sitting there in the waiting room, listening to some yoga chicks meditation about breathing (laughs) helped me relax, I would have been like, yeah, okay, but only for the really spiritual types. But I it really did help. And, you know, I, even sitting there, even knowing that this was a procedure that specifically had to do with my reproductive system and, and my pelvic floor, I still didn't make the connection that something as simple as just breathing could really help relax those muscles and open something up. And so I, I just want to say like, as a testament to, to, to what Julie teaches, it really does work, but it's something that we, ha- we all have to be a little bit more comfortable talking about. Um, <laughs> and I'm sitting here talking about my reproductive surgeries in, you know, on the podcast for anybody to listen to. <laughs> Yay!
1: Yay, you. No. I'm so glad you mentioned that, Brittany. And I'm so happy that it helped. Absolutely. When you told me what was going on, I was like, listen, sister, open this video and just do it. Anyway, yes. so yes. And so that's the point. Like we think, oh, my pelvic floor is this place. Right. And yeah, it is. But just like every other place in our body, it's got an energetic connection, it's got an emotional connection. And of course, this area of the body is so personal, but it's also, according to the yoga tradition, this is our place of emotion. This is our place of joy. It is also our place of fear and shame. So let that sink in. This is our place of emotion and joy. But it's also our place of fear and shame. So, what do we do? I love to just remind women, you know, I deal with this stuff too. Like, that's one of that's a big element in my pelvic floor story is shame and emotion. And damn, it really gets in the way of my joy. So what do we do? And celebrate the pelvic floor in every single one of my events, in every single one of my programs, in every single video I do and you know, in the online course, you will be challenged to cultivate your emotional and your energetic self. Because this work is not just physical. This is not just a place at the base of your pelvis. It is an energetic space It is an emotional space. I mean, this is our primal female power. Am I right? Can I get an amen? (laughs) Like, this is our sacred space, ladies. Do you see where I'm going? Like, this is our emotional, energetic, sexual, primal female power. So it's more than just doing a Kegel squeeze. Like, it's more than just doing a warrior sequence on the yoga mat. It's It's having a conversation about that emotional component, that energetic component and breath work is top of the list.
0: Well, Julie, I think like, you know, what you're talking about here doesn't just apply to the pelvic floor. I think that a lot of business owners um, can, can resonate with this, right? Because there is this emphasis on the doing, the things that are obvious, the things that are external outwardly, right? Um, if I just post on social media and promote my business, or if I, you know, I, I run an ad campaign or I just create an offer or like whatever your business is. If I just, you know, if I just make a few phone calls, like the externally outward stuff that there's a huge emphasis on that, right? We all know that that's important, but what's as equally important. And this is a lesson I, I've learned, um, in growing my own business, um, Is that that work needs to happen internally too? that you need to be energetically and emotionally aligned with what you do. And and that's really where the idea for this podcast came about, right, is because that that internal alignment needs to be there before anything else is. And. I think that that's very difficult for many, many women, because we are told that 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 either you know it doesn't matter that you're just being emotional that you're being silly that you know like i mean the the idea of female hysteria has been around for centuries but that idea that like you need to be energetically aligned with yourself you know or people like you know even just myself five years ago we wrote that off as this woo hippie spiritual types and you know but but i think really like no matter who you are no matter what your belief system is that energetic alignment with your ideals, with your, I mean, it's called passion, right? With what you're doing, it's so important. And and more women probably need to be doing that to succeed in their business and hit their goals.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I want to touch on just a couple of things that you just mentioned. Well, first of all, ignoring our energetic component, ignoring our emotional component or tampering that down or damping, you know, damping that light, tamping that light. Um what is that doing to self? I mean it's almost like saying, Oh, this right arm, I'm just gonna, you know, take it off and put it over there in my closet or just put it in the drawer, because that's not that's not that important. My right arm is very important <laughs> for the record. And Physical self is super important. My emotional self is super important. My energetic self, my my spiritual self, my sexual self. I mean, these are all of our levels of wellness, right? Like if we're going to, excuse me, if we're going to neglect something about self, whatever it is we're neglecting eventually is going to kind of go, hey, self, uh, remember me, (laughs) I'm here and you're ignoring me. Like, I love to say, please, please listen when your body whispers because you do not want to hear her when she screams and she will. I mean, we put so much pressure on ourselves to keep our emotions in check, but we are emotional creatures. Like, this is why we are so powerful in this universe. We are emotional creatures. And that is an amazing gift that we have but sometimes it gets off balance. You know, balance is like the number one tip when I'm talking about top three tips for pelvic floor stability. Balance is top of the list. And that doesn't mean just standing on one foot. Like balance is emotional, energetic, and physical. all very important. Very important. You also said something about, you know, Throughout history, we have been called hysterical. Well, there's a movie out there. I can't remember when it was made, but it's called Hysteria. And ladies, if you haven't seen it, watch it. It's absolutely fascinating and pretty freaky. Um, But, you know, think about it. When we talk about removing um, the uterus, we call this a hysterectomy. And what's the base of that word? Hysteria. Hysteria. Isn't that insane? Anyway, so I digress, but but it's a fascinating flick, Hysteria. And um, thankfully, we're so evolved now and we're so kick-ass and empowered to have these conversations and to do this work. And that's, that's all I'm trying to say with Celebrate the Public Floor. Let's do this work. Let's look at self. Let's rediscover who we are as these fabulous, beautiful creatures and honor that.
0: I am so there for this like idea of balance and this idea of just applying that and i mean and i i say like i challenge anybody who's listening take this idea of balance take it physically take it internally you know look at like julie's saying like the emotional the spiritual the physical if you are not in balance it is you know julie before we, we started recording you mentioned this idea of a car And you go in to get the fender replaced, but you're ignoring the fact that it has a faulty transmission. Like there's only so many more miles you can get on that car before it breaks down. And then you're left with, you know, a a couple thousand dollar repair, right? That happens internally too. I, I'm like the queen of burnout. (laughs) I've had to be very careful in this entrepreneurial journey of how to balance that tendency to burn out because I, I don't know if you watch Bridgerton, but, um, yes. yeah, I, I burn for my business. I, I do. I love my business. I burn for my clients. I'm so passionate about it, but sometimes that can get a little, you know, out of control and, and I have to kind of pull myself back and that emphasis on balance, which I've learned from working with, you know, wonderful women like yourself and, and some others in the business space. Um, you know, that has saved me. And I think that this message of, of balance and of recognizing these different facets of ourselves and our personalities and what we bring to the table can be an incredibly powerful tool if you, um, you know, if you really do connect with that. So in, in the spirit of, you know, of, of recognizing that because you have this wonderful ability to help women identify that and, and pull that out. What's the best way for somebody to, to contact you if they're interested in, in kind of re-engaging with that?
1: So you can find celebrate the celebrate the pelvic floor.org. You can find me on Facebook at um com slash groups slash celebrate the pelvic floor. I'm on Instagram and YouTube.
0: And love celebrate the floor. And that yeah. YouTube channel. If you're interested in checking out those meditations, I'm going to link that in here in the show notes because that is money. I love it. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you, Julie, so much for contributing another episode of Courage to Confidence. I hope that you have a wonderful day and it was a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks, Britt. It was great. Thank you. Alright friends, that's it for episode 3. Thank you so much for joining me and delving a little bit into the spiritual in this one. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to subscribe so you get to hear more stories about these courageous women who have found confidence in themselves.